Hey everybody, it's Charles with the Barbershop Group Podcast. Glad to be back with you all. Uh, hopefully you guys are getting ready for a great weekend. Um, I know that in many parts of the country, as I said before, it's really cold and I wish I was on an island right now uh, on the beach with some sand in between my toes hanging out. That'd be a good form of self-care. I guess I'll just have to dream about it when I go to sleep. Uh, hopefully you guys have been enjoying the podcast. You know, we tell everybody every time we do a podcast, listen, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, as well as Facebook. You definitely want to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook because that's where we put out all the articles. Okay. Whether it's sports related stuff, toxic masculinity, masculinity, however you define it. Um, you know, health and wellness stuff, mental health news. That's where we put a lot of that information. We can't put it all on Instagram. And I'm sure that you guys don't want to go to Instagram and read a journal report. So definitely, definitely make sure that you're following us on Facebook and, uh, and on Twitter. Okay, guys, as you all know, the barbershop group is open for everybody. Okay, it's open for everybody. We enjoy having conversations with all types of men all around the world. And uh, it's a pleasure to be able to kind of hold a space for people who um, don't often get to uh, to share their lives with us. Right. And I got to tell you all, honestly, man, there have been people who have contacted the barbershop group or have contacted me personally. And they want to do something with the barbershop group, but they really dislike how open we are. And I guess uh, I don't know what to tell those guys listening. I mean, if you want something that's only liberal or if you want something that's only conservative and perspectives about men, you've probably come to the wrong place. Now, if you're ready to be challenged or if you're ready to live in the real world where people are different, then this is the kind of place for you. So today we're going to have a great, great conversation with our guests. Um, you know, guys, I have coming to us out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, it might as well be Canada, how cold it is up there right now. <laughs> I've got Jamon Kimbrough on with us today. Uh, and Jamon, um, Jamon found us uh, in a weird way on Instagram, but it's been great to connect with him. I've connected with him personally myself. And as I said, he's coming out of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Jamon, how are you this evening, man? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? You know what? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for uh, cutting out some time to uh, to come in, man, and just answer all my crazy, wacky questions because I have a lot. You know, guys, when we're interviewing therapists out there, we uh, we cut right to the chase. We don't do a lot of icebreakers and things like that. But Jamon is a guy next door, and it's always fun to have a guy next door on the show. And so when we have a guy next door on the show, we don't like to cut into the nitty gritty too quick. We have to let them get comfortable and ask some, uh, some icebreakers. So Jamon, of course, be ready for some icebreakers at, at any time, man. I'll just throw them out there uh, for you. But I'm curious, uh, Jamon, like, uh, where did you find us? Did you find us on Facebook, Instagram? Which was it? I can't, I can't remember. I think actually you guys ended up following me because of an article from uh, Black Enterprise. Right, um, right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Was, that? what, what so, was that article about there? The article was basically about um, me and my brand and trying to carve out space for uh, queer Black people and other queer people of color. Um, as far as like media goes, I'm a DJ, a filmmaker, photographer. 
And, you know, you don't really hear a lot of our stories, or if you do, it's tinged through a white lens. And, yeah. you know, you get tired of hearing that and seeing right. that. So right. a friend of mine works for Black Enterprise. It's like, hey, I want to do an article on you. Cool. Yeah. Here you go. Let's, let's get to it. <laughs> and yeah. so and it took off. It went really well. Like, I ended up getting a lot of people following me because of that. So yeah. shout out to my boy Vincent. Hey, man, and that's awesome. That's awesome. We'll definitely make sure that we include that in the show notes for you guys listening so you can take a look at that article. I have seen that article, and it was pretty pretty well done, man. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, media perceptions and just representation for uh, queer people of color, Jamon. You know, uh, you've got some pretty strong opinions about, about that and, and, and about what's not happening. So... Uh, I mean, what's your main concern about media right now and, and people of color who are queer? My main concern is just there's still this divide, um, I feel, especially within the Black community mm -hmm. when it comes to queer Blackness and, you know, heteronormative Blackness. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people that are on the heteronormative side tend to forget that, you know, at the end of the day, we are Black people first. Mm. And we go through everything that other black people go through. We just happen to be in queer relationships. Right. And, you know, you'll see a lot of these people, especially on social media. I call mm -hmm. them hoteps, you know. <laughs> and uh -oh. you, you, Look you out, hoteps. He's coming for you now. <laughs> yeah, I really am. You get all of these people talking about, like, you know, the gay agenda and this and that. And it's just like, come on now. What are, what mm. are you talking about? Like, yeah. well, I remember being three years old seeing Beauty and the Beast in theaters for the first time and you have this girl, Belle, falling in love with this beast who turns into a prince and you know they're kissing all on screen. So you mean to tell me that that's okay for a yeah. kid to basically see, you know, a form of bestiality. In uh -oh. a way. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna go okay. there. But you have an okay. issue with, you know, two black men even holding hands in yeah. front of your And that's, you know, I I wanna like when it comes to the things I, you know, create and the things I photograph and write, I just want to show that, hey, at the end of the day, us queer people, we still have the same type of relationship issues. We still have the same type of family issues and everything yeah. else as our hetero counterparts. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I tend to use examples like that that are pretty extreme, but it, it makes people think. Which is like, well, huh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Got you. So let's stick with that with that for a minute, man, because now, uh, you know, I'm thinking about um, um, a picture that I saw you know, probably maybe three months ago now where mm -hmm. there were two um, African-American men. These men were not petite. All right. They were they were hefty men. Uh, they were a couple. They were kissing uh, on a on a curb or something like that. And I think one of the guys decided to post a picture on social media and everybody went nuts. Yeah, I know the exact picture you're talking you about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was like, whoa, what's going on right now? Like, nah, bruh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like, you know, and the fact that that picture went viral, but if it was, you know, a man and a woman, a black man and a woman, you'd see hashtag black love you know, all of this other stuff, king and queen, all this other shit on social media. It's just kind of like, <laughs> right. what's the difference? Like, this mm -hmm. is still black love. Like, 
Yeah. Come on now. What's 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 really the issue? And so do I know think, about, do you think that was a little hypocritical, the, the the response to that picture. It's it's extremely hypocritical because I'm the type of person, some people say I have kind of a combative personality, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm an Aries. My name is Aries Firebomb on all social media. So right, right. take for take that as you as you will. But I'm the type of person when I see comments like that, I'm like, okay, so what's wrong with it? Oh, I don't want my kids seeing this. Okay, but you have your kids saying your three-year-old talking about, oh, he got a little girlfriend at school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's what's right. really the difference? Yeah, you know, you're mm-hmm. pushing sexuality on children when instead of letting kids just be kids, just say that you have an issue with it because of your own insecurities. Right. Yeah. And go on about it. Right. That's how. Yeah, absolutely, man. Now, no, don't go get me wrong. There were some people who saw that picture and they were supportive of of the guy right you know they were they were, they were there were some people who were like you know what hey man do you happy for you cute couple handsome guys whatever you know what i'm saying um so there was that now i also know this i think that there were a lot more women who were supportive of those men than there were straight men who were supporting oh, yeah. those men. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. And I believe that a hundred percent. Throughout my life, women, specifically black women, mm-hmm. have been more supportive in me and my queerness and the things that I want to do as far as my art goes. Yeah. Than straight men have, straight black men specifically. Yeah. Um why do you think that is? I think there's kind of like, and I don't want to say that, you know, black gay men and, you know, black women are one and the same because we're not. Black women are the most oppressed people in the world. Mm. But I do feel that, you know, black gay men are trailing behind them. And yeah. so we, we, we feel uh, we're almost kindred spirits in a way because we go through a lot of the same shit with patriarchy yeah misogynoir, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, because you yeah. will have, I played football um, in high school mm-hmm. and I played rugby for a bit as well. And you would have. Oh, wait, you I got to interrupt I, you. You played football and rugby. So you were, wait, a queer rugby and football player. So they do exist. Yes, they do oh, exist. Okay. Okay. Just <laughs> they, okay. Go ahead. Keep going. They keep, do exist. keep going. But, um, <laughs> and you know, you would have, you know, men, sit here and try and talk so much shit to me because I was, you know, a gay man mm. and automatically equate, equating that to being weaker. Yeah. And, you but know, you were I'm, doing the same things that they were doing. But I'm doing the exact same thing, if better than them. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. again, at the end of the day, because I had a boyfriend or because, you know, I talked about, you know, this guy being cute or whatever, mm. it was all of a sudden an issue. Right. So, you know, it's it's very... It's it's interesting, and it's something that, you know, I still experience to this day. Like, you know, I was a teenager back then, and right. that was like, you know, 2003, 2004 when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it's almost 2020, and I still run into the same things yeah. here and there. And it, it's just, it's very interesting. Yeah. So, so you know, what do, where do you think, because everybody's got a theory, but we always hear we always hear heteronormative theories about gay men. We uh-huh. never get to hear theories from gay men about, about straight black men. Okay. Yeah. 
and, and, and what's going on with them. Why do you think there's such an issue uh, in the black community, right? Uh, regarding people of color who are queer. What's like, you know, cause I mean, you know, you, you even mentioned it yourself. It was like, it was a gay agenda and all of that. So where's this stuff coming from, man? I, you know, I wish I had definite answers because you could blame a lot. You could blame religion mm -hmm. and how, you know, that plays a part in everything. Mm -hmm. um, you could also blame like machismo that you aren't a real man if you don't have a woman that's submitting to you and having all these kids and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like, it's a lot of factors that go into play. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Gary, Indiana. So I was around, mm. you know, gang violence my whole right. life. Right. Like, cousin was killed when I was like eight years old. Mm. Like you know, my grandmother's house shot right. up while we we're in it, you know, stuff like that happened. So I was never, a person that was weak <laughs> or anything like that. Cause I've been through some stuff, especially like with gang violence in my family. Yeah, right. So, and even then I knew some gang bangers who I guess now have been found out to be like on the down low or now are in gay relationships and things like that. So it's just yeah. kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird disconnect because, mm -hmm. you know, before, you know, these were the same men who were, beating up gay folks and now yeah. they're in gay relationships and that's not to say that everyone who dislikes gay people is some secret you know homosexual that's not the case right i really do think though it's just a lot of it is fear of the unknown they don't understand things they don't have gay friends to talk about things and like have these conversations with right i think that's probably a lot of it as well but i do think for the most part to go back to what i was saying earlier a lot of it probably is like religion and mm. you know that whole factor to yeah. things so. i mean but at the same time though you know uh, let me be a little bit more specific with you i think at the same time when you say religion right mm -hmm. um would you say that it's just like generally religion or is it has I'd it, say christianity like, specifically um, interpretations what about interpretations, is it interpretations? You know, because yeah. I mean, especially, you know, here in America, most people are adhering to like one of the three religions, right? Islam, mm -hmm. Judaism, like, is it, is it interpretation? Because, you know, if you go to the books, there's, yeah, you got a couple stories here and there, but you got to extrapolate a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, so then my question to you becomes this, right? Do you think that straight uh, black men in America might be not not repressing um, um, gender fluid, you know, identities themselves. But do you think that they might actually be having some trouble just dealing with the fact that you know what they've never had the opportunity to discover who they really were? Oh yeah, that's a huge part of it too, and that's something else that you know I was going to get into. I you and I talked before the podcast and I also worked with youth um, in different facilities for, you know, mental health or, um, you know, things like that. And mm -hmm. I've had a lot of boys in like, you know, my group homes or my units and stuff who had never had anyone to talk to about, you know, their sexuality, or they were always told that, you know, you cannot be this because, you know, this is not what we do in our family. And that right. caused a lot of issues 
as well. And then having someone to talk to about these things, you know, even just like having a simple conversation, asking questions, mm-hmm. you know, getting more information on that curiosity. They'd be like, okay, well, you know what? I'm not gay, but thanks for having me, having that conversation with me so I can better understand, you know, what exactly my questioning was about and things like yeah. that. But I feel like with the black community, it's more so we sweep a lot of shit under the rug, a right. lot of it under the rug, right. no matter what it is. It could be, you know, addiction, abuse, <laughs> sexuality, all of that. And people right. just don't like to talk about it. They'll pray about it, but they don't like to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> so, right about that. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's where I'm coming from as far as, like, you know, when I say religion. I think a lot of people, religion's great uh-huh. in one aspect, but I do think a lot of people use that as just a band-aid yeah. over the real issues and like the real questions that they may have about life. And they don't realize that it's it's natural to be curious. It's natural to, you know, want to talk about these things yeah. and to, you know, kind of push that aside and bury that down that causes issues. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think do you think that, you know, well I'll ask you this way, do you think that it's easier for people to love or or it's easier for people to hate? I think it's easier for people to hate because if it's something different and something they don't understand, they automatically put it away because it makes them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And when things make you too uncomfortable for too long, you start to hate that feeling, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And I feel like in order to love, you have to put more thought into it. You have to have more patience Mm -hmm. in order to you know, grow to love this thing or that thing or this person. I'll use sports, for example. Like, when I first started playing sports as a kid, I hated it. Like, to this day, I still don't care for a lot of sports. Yeah. But before I sat and played with friends and stuff like that, like, I love tennis. I don't play it now, but I love tennis. I love swimming and things like that. I had to grow to love it because it took patience and time and energy and effort to, you know, get into that feeling. Whereas a lot of people don't want to do that with anything. Right. That's true. Yeah. You're very right about that, man. You're very, you're very right about that. You know, um, so easier to hate than to love. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see that. Um, and I, and I won't get off into so many reasons why I think that's the case (laughs) as well. Right. We don't have enough time to, but, uh, there's definitely something to it. And, And it's not just about, you know, gay, straight, this and that. I think just generally uh-huh. people feel more comfortable with hating something, with being angry with someone or something somewhere as opposed to being comfortable with, as opposed to loving, as opposed to having patience with and about something or someone, right? It's just like, nah, I'm going to exactly. just flip out about it. That's, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's my place. Exactly. That's where I am, right? A lot um, of people do out of sight, out of mind, and it's just kind of like, eh. Okay, it's gonna pop back up again, so deal with it now. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. So you know, um, I, um, we we know that you were were obviously you were you were out when you were uh, in high school. Is that right? Yes and no. Like I was yes. out at at school. I, I was definitely out. Um, okay. People knew, yeah. you know, about all of that. But at home, mm-hmm. I never confirmed nor denied it was just kind of mm. that thing 
like where, all right, well, we'll deal with this later because of those same reasons that I just talked about. So is that you still know? true today that you never come oh, no. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely not. So like, how, has life, how has life changed for you? You know, it took a lot of therapy and realizing that other people's issues with me are not my issues. They're theirs. Yeah. And, you know, once I got to that point in life, you know, things have been cool. Like, you know, I get along great with my family. Um, Everyone knows, you know, if they don't know, then I don't know what to tell them. (laughs) I'm like, it's all over because I'm not. You know, I'm not a, a person that hides anything. I've never been that type of person. Uh-huh. So it's more so it was them wanting to fully admit or not. Like my dad, he's someone that I really, me and him have a strange relationship, but he called me out of the blue one day when I was like 22. He goes, yeah, you know, so I heard you're gay on Facebook. And I was like, okay. <laughs> he felt like, he's like, I just want you to know. He's like, you know, we don't talk that often, but I still love and support you. That doesn't matter to me. And that kind of threw me for a loop because, you know, you hear all the time that, you know, these, you know, black fathers are who are absent, don't want shit to do with their kids. But here Mm -hmm. is my semi-absent, mostly absent black father (laughs) calling me out the blue, talking about, oh, yeah, you're gay. It's fine. It's whatever. Just like, let me know if you ever have a boyfriend, like, let me know if I got to beat him up. It's just like shit like that. And it's just like, oh, I can take care of myself. <laughs> but, but okay, so so at the time that was probably like really weird, a little bit funny, a little bit awkward. But now, what do you think about that conversation? Now looking back at that conversation, I still think it was like the most random thing ever. Because <laughs> it's like you got to understand, like me and this this man, we 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 talk probably once or twice a year. So yeah. I, I used to work overnights at a group home. Mm-hmm. So I'm off work, seven a.m. Finally getting to sleep after a rough night. I get a call at like 9 a.m. from this number. It changes the number all the time. And I'm just like, who the hell is this? Because it kept calling. So I answer with the attitude. And it's, it's my dad. So we're having like a conversation. I'm like, what does he want? Like money? Like, what's up? <laughs> but then he said that. And I was just kind of like, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and so I call my mom because me and her had a rocky like issue with like, my sexuality and her accepting it too. And I was just like, so, you know, your ex-husband just called me. This is what he said. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, what? Okay. She's just like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was interesting. It was very uh-huh. interesting. And, you know, I, I find it funny that a lot of people talk about how they will react, how they'll, how they'll respond if one of their mm-hmm. children should, you know, uh, you know, discover that, wow, you know, I'm gay, you know, um, you know, I, I like people of the same gender or whatever uh, the case may be. Everybody, before it happens, everybody's tough and they've got this hard line stance on what's going to happen and everything. And then afterwards, it's kind of different. <laughs> right. Because right. Like, oh. at that point, you got to make a choice as a parent. You got to say, okay, am I going to love my child or am I going to be an asshole? Yeah, you know, and that's essentially you know where me and my mom were because I was just like I had no problem just never speaking to her again, and wow. she knew that, and yeah. that's when she changed her tune and was just like, okay, no, I would rather be in your life. This is something that I need to work on, and mm-hmm. now she's fine with it. Like yeah. she knows I have a boyfriend and all of that, 
Yeah. It's uh, she's actually come to came up for Pride this past year. Oh, is that DJing. right? Yeah, because I was DJing and she wanted to see my set. So okay. we've come a long way, nice. a long way. Nice, yeah. nice. That's that's what's up, guys. You all are listening to. Uh, <laughs> Jamon Kimbrough on the Barbershop Group podcast, man, out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, the coldest part of the United States that I can think of. Hey, don't do that. There's worse. Hey, I know, I know it. It, it can always be worse, right? I, I guess the coldest part of the United States will probably be Alaska, right? But, um, you know, uh, again, guys, we always like to have guys next door on on the show. You know, if you know of somebody who you think would be great on the show, definitely hit us up at info at the barbershop group dot org. You can also email, um, DM us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook. You can find us everywhere. OK, um, we love to just talk to everybody about their unique lives. We think that it's good for guys to share their lives with other people who are like them and people who are different than them because it paints a truer picture of what the world is really like. Uh, Jamal, man, I, I gotta ask, cause I, I've seen your creativity. I know you're DJing. I know you're into production media. You're doing all types of things, man. But what do you live for? Is that it? Is that what you live for? You know what? I live for building community. And I've worked in social services, you know, for the past 10 years since yeah. I was 21, um, just doing different things, whether it's, you know, working with people with traumatic brain injuries, working with um, troubled youth, homeless youth, queer youth, mm -hmm. you know, I just, I thrive off of building community and helping others reach their full potential. Yeah. So now at this stage in my life, I want to get back into creating, which is why I started DJing, yeah. why I started taking my photography more seriously, going to get back into filmmaking once I get some funding together okay. and just really focusing on, you know, telling, you know, original stories and telling other people's yeah. stories as right, well right. and helping them do that. Yeah. So that's, that's my current passion. That's what I live for. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice, man. You talk about people telling their stories and it makes me think of another question that I, uh, I want to ask you. Right. So if okay. you could if you could have dinner, sit down to have dinner with anybody, um, uh, you know, this evening, tomorrow, whatever the case may be, who would it be? Living or dead? Like, or does that it doesn't matter? Even matter. Uh this answer will change like by the hour, but right now, um, Huey P. Newton right okay. now. Wow. Huey yeah. P. Newton. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's, he fascinates me. You know, the Black Panthers fascinates me because, you know, community, all about community, the Black community. Yeah. And him specifically because he was a gay rights advocate as well, which is a lot, something that a lot of people don't know about. Him. Right. Right. And, you know, he said that, you know, gay men and just like Negro women and women in general, they struggle for a lot of the same, you know, rights and wanting to be treated equitably. Yeah. And for him to say that at, during that time period, yeah, and to stand heavy. up to these other people, it's heavy. So I really yeah. wanted to be like, I just want to pick his, I would love, I hate when people say pick, let me pick your brain, but I would just love to do that just to see what led him to that point. Okay. To have that way of thinking. 
because yeah. we all know there was like Baynard Rustin and all of these right. other people uh-huh. who were, you know, black and queer back then who did a lot of things behind the scenes and in front of the scenes in some places, but for a black straight male leader to go to bat for these black queer people, that, that spoke volumes to me. And I remember reading that as a kid, like, huh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so that changed, you know, that changed my perspective a lot when it comes to, you know, my interactions with, you know, straight black men. Nice, nice. Um, you mentioned that you uh, had gone to therapy uh, before. And as mm-hmm. you know, we talk about therapy a lot on this show. Uh, what initially led you or led you to go to therapy? Oh, a lot of different things. Um, because yeah. of my family issues and just, you know, struggling with my sexuality and everything from a young age, mm-hmm. um, I just led down, I got, I went through a major depression and I had been depressed from like the age of like 12 up until like my twenties off okay. and on. Wow. And that's a long time. And you know, yeah, yeah. you know, black people, when you, t- they don't ever want to talk about mental no. health <laughs> and things like not that. At all. No. And <laughs> not at all. And it's just like, cause I remember, I remember specifically, I asked my mom, when I was about 14 years old, like I was like, I really do think I need to see a therapist. And my mom's an RN and she's okay. been an RN since like the early eighties. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, me and this woman have issues. She has her own issues, but let's see what she says. And she basically told me to get out her face. <laughs> so I was just kind of uh, like, Oh, okay. okay. So that caused like a bit of a rift and stuff too, but it yeah. got to a point I was approaching 30. I was like, I cannot hold on to, these toxic feelings that I have and this resentment I have for everybody. And I was just like, I need to find a therapist. So I got to searching. I was like, I don't want to, I was very specific in my intent on what type of therapist I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I wanted someone who was queer friendly, but not necessarily queer. Right. I wanted a person of color just because I feel I felt at the time, you know, talking to another person of color, I wouldn't have to explain mm-hmm. family dynamics and things Did like you, that. Were you able to find that? Yes, yes. I found this wonderful Black woman, and she's been great. Like, this month actually marks uh, two years okay. going to therapy. So, right. yeah. Good for been you. Consistent. That's awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. That's what's up, man. Nice, nice. Um, and in closing, man, I, I guess I, I do have another question for you. And, you know, this one may, may get you a little bit, a little thought, but we like for you to be able to leave, you know, a call to action. Uh, what is it? What is it really that you want um, the people listening to this podcast today? What is it that you want them to take away uh, as we discuss some of these some of these issues, you know, uh, you know, queer people of color versus heteronormative society and all of this. What, what is it that you want people to take away? If there was anything. I want people to take away from this that do not, if you feel that you don't understand something, don't push it away. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. Like I'm one of the, you may not find someone who's as open as like say myself, Yeah. but there's going to be someone out there willing to answer your questions if you come at them with respect and with good intentions. Um, I know, for example, like me and a lot of my friends, we're always willing to have these conversations with people. Uh 
and no one ever takes us up on the <laughs> on that offer. Really? Um, yeah. Like one of my best friends in the world is actually, you know, a straight black man who used to be a gang gangbanker. <laughs> we met when we got our MBAs together, and yeah. you know, he's very gay friendly. He'll ask questions. He's like, "Okay, so what does this mean?" He's like, "No, I'm really serious. Like, what does this yeah. mean? Right. Why can't I say this?" And you know. That's great. More people need to be like that. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, just don't be scared. Don't just, be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Right? Don't be a punk. <laughs> just, <laughs> just go ahead and do it. Just be respectful oh, and be mindful. Hey, here it is. He, you heard it from him, guys. He said, don't be a punk. You know, Jamon, he put it out there. So, look, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take him up on his offer. Uh, I have a question for you. Uh, as Go for it. Down. I have a question. Look, man, um, does every gay man want to sleep with a straight man? No. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. No. And that's something that boggles the minds of, like, straight men. Like, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, I, I know you're gay and all, but, like, I'm not going to fuck with you or anything like that. I'm like, that's cool. I don't want to fuck with you either. And then, like, a lot of dudes get offended. Well, why not? Because I'm not interested in you. What's wrong with me? Nigga, I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, I'm right. a little unfiltered, so that last part. But, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you, man. We let it go. We let it go. But, yeah, you know, those are questions people have, man. And I, I feel you on yeah. that. So, Jamon, I really thank you for uh, spending some time with us uh, today. Thanks man. for having We're me. Talking about some issues. Look, man. You know, if you like the podcast, if you disliked it, you know, either way, email us, give us your feedback, comments, questions. Um, we try to get guys to be polite when they ask questions. If you're not polite, okay, we have thick skin. Uh, but the thing is, man, we're putting out information for you guys. Uh, some of this stuff we are aware of, but it's also educating us as well. You know, you can email us at info at the barbershopgroup.org with your comments or questions. You can also email us there if you have a suggestion for a show or a guest uh, for us. You know, you can get in touch with us on Instagram, on Facebook and Twitter. And as I said earlier in the show, Facebook and tw Facebook and Twitter is where we publish a lot of our articles, research and funny stuff. It's just it's a lot of things out there, guys. So, you know, um, share it with your friends, with your family. Maybe somebody is in need of some of the stuff that we're talking about. Um, it's always great to to be able to give back to the community in that way. And one of the ways that we do give back is we've got a lot of resources. We've got people in places who can help you with a myriad of things that you may be facing uh, in life. And we've also got some some literary resources as well. So take advantage of those things. OK, Jamon, again, thank you for um, for speaking with me today, man. You know, you guys, uh, again. Enjoy the weekend. Take care of yourselves. Uh, love on yourself. Love on your families. Um, you know, do something to boost your, your mental wellness, man, and your spiritual health, your physical health, your financial health. Do all of those things so that you have a well-balanced life. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.